You're listening to Crossroads International Church Podcast. Welcome. We hope this podcast will bless you from wherever you're listening to it. For more information, go to our website at xrgs.nl. Now, let's get into the podcast. So last week, we started a new series called Road to Freedom. And uh, basically, we're looking at, you know, looking back at the pandemic, looking back at the lockdown and and, and what it did to us. You know, it brought all up all kinds of issues, like stress, like loneliness, like addictions, like relational trouble, maybe just, you know, maybe just something that you're, you're dry in your spiritual life. And we're going to look at these, these things in these weeks. And today we're going to look at stress. Um, and it was funny, as I w- started preparing for this sermon uh, a few weeks ago, I had just been away with my wife. We had taken a, a mini break. We went to a hotel for a night, uh, had dinner, went for a walk, you know, those type of things. My wife turned 50 last year. She had some vouchers, and, and we could go. And, and we had a mini break. We were all relaxed. And on Monday morning, we start work again. And I start working on this sermon and, 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 and researching about stress and all that. It was a good start of the week. But then Monday afternoon came, and I got a WhatsApp. And it is from Vadim. Vadim, the pastor that we're supporting in the Ukraine. And uh, he has decided to bring his church to the Netherlands. He was going to board a bus the next morning, and he was going to be in Amsterdam on Saturday. So they had r- arranged transport. They had arranged a place for them to stay. And then they said, okay, now Crossroads, can you make sure that this place is ready for them to receive them? So we went over there. And this is a, a hostel, and it's been empty for two years. And uh, they actually didn't have the personnel in place to, to receive them. They only had one facilities manager there who was running around trying to make sure that all the systems were working, the heating, the, the water, the, 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 the dishwasher, the, all that stuff. He actually had too many things to do to, for him to be finishing it. So he says, do you have some handyman that can help me? So we had to arrange that already. And then he said, well, here's the key, your hotel manager now. All right? So <laughs> we had to figure out all this stuff. He had to get teams together to, to clean this place. We had to... Um, because you can imagine how, many, how much dust is there after two years. Then we needed to figure out, is actually everything in place? Is there enough plates? Is there enough cutlery? Do we need to buy stuff? So we, we went out and, and got some extra stuff. Then it's like, um, okay, they're coming. There's a bus, but it can't stop here. Where, where is this bus going to stop? So we needed to figure out where the bus, the nearest place was that the bus could stop. Then we need to have teams in place to come and help bring them from the bus to the to the, the, the hotel. Then we hear there's on the bus, there's actually people in wheelchairs, a person that can only be transported horizontally. We need a hospital bed, so we need to arrange all that. And this place doesn't have an elevator or uh, only has stairs and all that. So we're like, okay, who's going to stay in what room? We're apping Vadim, Vadim, who's, who's with you? Who can be together in a room? Because, yeah, you know, there's r- big rooms and there's small rooms, so we needed to do a whole room arrangement and, and there's bathrooms we need to make sure that only women and men you know that they're separated so we needed to figure all that out then we want to make all the beds for them there's no bedding we need to go and get bedding you know we needed to drive all the way over uh, fritz drove all the way over to new get the bedding then we make it all the beds then we hear they can only stay there for two weeks. So what is going to happen next? We need to figure out, okay, how does it work with registration? How does it work getting them to the next place? How, how does the system work? Okay, we want to keep them together. And in the midst of all that, Hananya, 
who's arranging all of that and, and, and lots of it gets COVID. <laughs> stress hit, all right? So in a week where I needed to write a sermon on stress, I didn't get to write anything. I just got to experience it, <laughs> right? Oh, boy. So tension in my, my muscles. I couldn't sleep very well. There's all these thoughts going through my head. I'm like um, I'm trying to think everything at once, and my mind starts racing. And, and uh, Basically, that's what stress does to us, right? There's all these physical symptoms, there's these mental uh, symptoms, all this stuff. That's what stress does to us. And prolonged stress, you know, this was just a week, and afterwards I was fine. But prolonged stress is not good for you. It, it leads to all kinds of physical problems. It can lead to heart disease. It can lead to high blood pressure. It can lead to obesity, um, problems with your heart rhythms. All these bad stuff can happen to you. So how do we make sure that we can relieve stress? Now, we've asked one of our members, Suda Kindre, who's an organizational health psychologist, to tell us a little bit about stress, right? to give us a little bit of advice. So we made a little video. Let's watch that. My name is Sue de Kinderen. I'm an organizational health psychologist. And I've, of course, spent most of my work life speaking to people about uh, coping with difficult life events or managing stress. And I've been asked today to tell you a little bit about stress and how I think COVID impacted that for all of us and some tips on what we can do with it. Um, I think the important thing that we always have to remember is that stress really is very normal. We have to have it. In fact, we'd be dead without it. Uh, we needed to get up in the morning and to not get hit over by a bicycle in the streets, and uh, we needed to cope with deadlines at work. So really, under these acute conditions, stress is very normal. Uh, you know, we, we had this fight-or-flight response, and our body activates, and then afterwards, we recover. Our brain kicks in and says, don't worry, it's okay, you can calm down and we go on with life as normal. But when it becomes a problem is actually when it becomes chronic and our body keeps kicking into this panic mode as if there's a big stressor um, when actually there isn't one. And, and also our minds play a big role in this of course as well because we start worrying about things that could happen or should happen or haven't happened or happened before. And this of course activates our body into this response of something's happening, I have to release stress hormones, I have to keep someone alert, I have to stop cell renewal happening because it's not important right now. And so we have all these physical responses that really affect our health in terms of sleep and, uh, as I said, cell regeneration. We develop all kinds of complaints and aches and pains and headaches and muscle aches. Uh, and this is under chronic stress when we don't uh, recover well enough. Um, and, you know, in this way, COVID was quite a good example of, of the impact of this. We saw suddenly this major life event, you know, this big stressor that came into our lives. Nobody knew how long it would last. Our control on it was very low. Um, and, and our worry around it was, was big. And on top of it, it changed like all our norms. So our access to normal routines of how we recovered, seeing our friends, going to church, um, meeting in groups, going to the gym, uh, all our normal routes to kind of recovery from stress were suddenly either limited or taken away. And I saw a big impact of this in my practice. We just suddenly saw people coming with real cognitive complaints as well, struggling to concentrate, uh, feeling low, uh, anxiety, 
Um, and, and we know that a lot of this is because of what happens in our brain under stress. When, when we're stressed for a long time, our brain keeps releasing, or our body releases all these stress hormones, and our brain actually to protect us to, or to help us cope um, does all kinds of strange things, which explains this kind of brain fog and poor concentration and withdrawal. And you can imagine that this is a bit of a vicious circle. If this goes on for a long time, we also feel like we're not worthy, uh, we lose confidence, we feel like no one needs us anymore, and so you see this massive knock-on effect, not just physically from the stress, but also psychologically. And so I think when you talk about what do we do, you know, I think the important thing is to recognize in yourself, is it acute stress that I'm struggling with, just short repeated moments, but I recover in between, in which case, yeah, try and, you know, uh, lower your stressors. But if it's chronic and you find yourself constantly in this panicked state and you're sleeping badly and you're withdrawing and these other mood or cognitive symptoms are coming in, then I always say to people, focus quite simply on calm mind and calm body. Um, and you know, calm mind, you can think of things like limiting your worry time or um, you know, things like speaking to people who can advise you or help you prioritize between what's important or not or prayer or, or mindfulness practices. These are all ways to kind of calm the mind, but also just calming the body. So we know from research, exercise, uh, social interaction, music are great mechanisms. And in this way, I always think as Christians, we have access to these fantastic uh, realm of resources, right? Because we not only have our spiritual support to give us perspective, but we also have a community of people. And, and certain routines and things we can rely on within that as part of our sort of recovery reset mechanism. So I think, I think as Christians, we're probably one up on many people in terms of how we can cope with, with stress. Great, thank you. Thank you, Sue. So as Christians, we've got one up on, on non-Christians, how to cope with stress. So we said calm mind, calm body. So let's look at that a little bit today, all right? I'm not a psychologist. I don't know lots about stress. We're not going to be giving a, a seminar on stress here. I know at the end of it, all about it. But I do know that we can look at the Bible and see what the Bible has to say about it and, and draw some, some ideas of that, out of that. Now, when you read secular literature uh, on stress, and, and, and relieving stress, you, you see a lot about uh, breathing exercises, right? So today, I want to say all the points we're going to make, breathe, and then we'll make the point, right? Let's do that. So the Bible is not unfamiliar with stress at all. When you read the Psalms, you see a lot of Psalms that are actually the Psalmist is very much stressed, very much in anxiety, and he goes to God. And Let's just take one example, Psalm 31, for instance says, be merciful to me, Lord, for I'm in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and body with grief. My life is consumed by anguish. My years by groaning, my strength fails because of my affliction. My bones grow weak. David in this psalm is really stressed. He is, he is praying in this psalm for deliverance from his enemies from, because they're plotting against him they're conspiring against him there's all kinds of intrigues and he's like oh lord deliver me and he's having these physical effects on him 
right? He feels weak. He's consumed by anguish, by stress. He's overwhelmed. His body and his soul are aching with grief. This is a man who's really stressed out. <coughs> now, there's many more psalms that you, can, uh, that you can read about this. Many more psalms where David is, is stressed and he's going to God. And I think that's one of the first points that we can make. Grief, <laughs> go to God. Bring it to God and keep coming back to God. God can deal with all your raw emotions. You can come to him with your feelings, with your stresses, with your anxieties. You can lay it out and, and you don't need to be careful. You can be as honest as you can be. Just like David did, God can deal with it. And that in itself already relieves some stress, right? In this psalm, David is going through this whole cycle of emotions. He's going back and forth. He says, Lord, deliver me. And he says, I trust you, Lord. And then, oh, Lord, I feel so low. I feel so low. My body is aching. Please deliver me. And then, I trust you, God. And at the end of the psalm, after going back and forth, he praises God. Kind of changed his perspective, right? I don't know if much changed is in circumstances, but it changed his perspective. I trust in you. I praise you. So, God knows how you're feeling. Remember who God is. God is good. God is powerful. God is my rock. God is my fortress. We can read all that in the Psalms, right? That you hear David saying it. I trust in you, Lord. My times are in your hands. So often when we're stressed and we're anxious and, and stuff is happening in our lives, prayer is about the last thing that we do, right? Even say it, well, whatever. It, the last thing we can do is, is pray. All we can do now is pray. That's what we say. Well, let's make it the first thing we do. Go to God first. Because God is an all-powerful God. That's the God we serve. That's who we just sang about. Now, if you really believe that, that should be the first thing we do, right? Go to God first. Now, last week, we looked at the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, this week, I like to go back there. There's so much good stuff. And Jesus has actually something to say about stress. Actually, about worry. But isn't worry so much underlying and, and interwoven with stress? We worry about our kids. We worry about our job. We worry about our finances. We worry about our future. We worry about our housing. We worry about our relationships. There's so much there causing us stress. So let's look at it passage in Matthew 6. But before we go there, there's, there's this word that when we, when we read the passage, when we start the passage, there's the word therefore. Now in seminary I learned, if you see the word therefore, you need to ask yourself why it's therefore. Right? So <laughs> look at the, at the passage before. What's that about? It's about storing up treasures in heaven. To not pursue wealth. That wealth can be so deceptive that it can draw us away from God. That we can put our trust in wealth instead of God. So don't pursue wealth. But then we're left thinking, okay, I'm not pursuing wealth, but I do have needs, right? I do have bills to pay. <laughs> I do need to eat. I do need a roof over my head. And then Jesus says, let's read. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. 
They do not sow, they do not reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Now, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, <laughs> you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, there are many, many good points in here that we can draw out. Things that are helpful for us to relieve stress. So we'll draw out some today, not in any particular order. Brief. <laughs> Jesus tells us not to worry about life or what to eat or what to drink or what to wear. But if you're really in need, how do you stop stressing out about these things? How do you not worry about these things? How do you not worry about your circumstances? Well, the first point I think we can draw from here is focus on the here and now. Now, that sounds maybe a bit new agey, but Jesus does say it, right? Look at the birds. Look at the, at the lilies. In the secular ways of dealing with stress, we, we read that a lot. Focus on your breathing first. You feel stress coming up, focus on breathing. Get yourself in the here and now. Look what you see around you, name them, do all that. But then Jesus takes it one step further and he says, okay, look around, look at what you see, and then see how God is involved. Realize that God is involved. Look at the birds. They don't, they don't work. They don't don't worry about tomorrow, yet God takes care of them. God is intimately involved in their lives. He cares about them. He values them. Look at the lilies. They just stand there and they look beautiful, even more beautiful than Solomon ever looked. He's involved. He cares about them. Does he not care about you then? You are infinitely valuable. Breathe. You are infinitely valuable. God cares about you. God knows you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows about your circumstances. He knows about your worries. He knows about your stresses. He's there. He cares for you. He knows what you need. For my devotionals, I use this app in the morning, and it's got readings, and it's got prayers. And every morning, it starts the same way. It says, as I enter prayer now, I pause to be still, breathe slowly, and I, I recenter my scattered senses upon the presence of God. <laughs> breathe. He's in control. This was especially such a good exercise when Vadim was coming uh, to town. <laughs> in the morning, 
I, I, I didn't sleep very well. I had all these thoughts going through my head. So I was ready to attack the day. Oh, this needs to be arranged. That needs to be arranged. But I would sit down. I would pause. I would breathe. And I would think, okay, God. God is here. God is in control. God is the creator of the universe. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And God is present. He's right here with me. He is in control. He holds the whole world in his hands. Whatever is going to happen today, he knows about it and he has a solution for it. I can do the best I can, but ultimately it's God who needs to do it. I can work as hard as I, 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 I can, but if, if God's not in it, it's in vain anyway. Give it back to God. Turn it back to God. Realize who God is and who I am. The world is not resting on my shoulders. It's God's world. And God is present wherever you are. He knows what you need. So here's an exercise for you. Whenever you feel this stress coming up, whenever you feel anxiety, whenever you feel all these things that overwhelm you, just name them and give them back to God. God, I'm feeling this. God, I have this worry. Lord, I have this worry about the future. I have this, this feeling about the past, these feelings about this person or, or whatever. Give it back to God. God is in control. Let him worry about it. We have a hope in God, and therefore we can live in the presence and trust him with our future, right? <sighs> then Jesus says, don't worry. What's worry going to change? This is going to add hours to the end of your life. <laughs> I think that's, that's about stepping back and looking, looking at our situation, looking at our worries, looking at what's going on. Don't worry about what you cannot change, right? It's pointless. It's a waste of energy. Only worry about things that you can change. Now, it might be easier said than done. These thoughts and feelings are just going through you, of course, but take a step back. Look at it. I think Sue was talking about limit your worry time. So if you're worrying about stuff that you have no influence of on, do it for five minutes, but then park it, okay? <laughs> It's not going to change anything. It's not only not going to extend your life, it might even shorten your life, right? All kinds of heart problems there. Gain some perspective. Take a step back. Look at it. And then Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Today is enough trouble of its own. Again, the here and now. Focus on today also reminds us about how Jesus told us to pray, right? Give us today our daily bread. So no need to worry about what's going to happen 20 years from now. Will you be, where will you be living? What will your children do? Will you still be healthy? Or all those things. Of course, we need to plan. Planning is good, right? We need to plan. That's wise. Things we decide today have an impact on tomorrow. So we need to plan. But don't worry about the outcome. Okay? Worry about today, Jesus says. So instead of worrying then, what are we to do? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well, Jesus says. Breathe. Focus on who God wants you to be. Focus on who, what God wants you to do. 
refocus on kingdom values. What kind of person do you want to be? What, what are the kingdom values you want to live by? You might not be able to change the situation, but you can decide who you're going to be in the situation. All right? Because often when we're worried or when we're stressed, it, it, we kind of get pulled away from the kingdom values, right? I mean, you've got a very busy day at work. Uh, you maybe had a conflict with your boss or a customer. There's lots of stuff to do. And you come home and you sit at the dinner table with your wife and kids. But you're actually not really there. <laughs> you're still worrying about stuff. You're thil- still thinking about your work. Or you're already thinking about what you need to do after dinner. You're not there. You're not the person you want to be. Or you're with a friend, and you're having a good time, and then this WhatsApp comes in from your work, and you're instantly no longer present. Takes you away from who you want to be. Or maybe some of you have ways of dealing with stress to relieve stress that are just not very healthy. Maybe you started drinking. Maybe you started using substances. Or or, or maybe you recognize this probably. You get into conflict, you know. You're at that dinner table, you're sitting there, and, and, and your wife or your kids do something, and you snap. They're not part of the problem yet. You're not the person you want to be. You're being drawn away from your values. So focus on kingdom values. Focus on God's kingdom and his righteousness. Decide who you want to be in a situation. You do have control over that. You might not have control over the situation, but you do have control over that. And then lastly, breathe and ask for help. <laughs> right? That is where community is so important. Sometimes so hard to, 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 to gain some perspective, to step back and to look at your situation all by yourself. You get so focused on your own stresses and your own anxiety. And it's hard to take a step back. And it's hard to take yourself out of the situation. It is good to have friends around you. It's good to have a group or, or a trio or, or a friend that you can walk with and go for prayer. Talking with someone kind of gives you a fresh perspective, right? They can help keep pointing you to the truth that we just learned. They can help point you to Jesus. They can help focus you on kingdom values. To bring things to God. They can tell you, you are greatly valued. God made you who you are. He didn't make a mistake. (laughs) You are not a failure. And maybe they can take you out of the situation a little bit. Have some fun together. Go somewhere. Just take a mini break. If you're not in a Christian community yet, we've got this app. In it, you can find all our groups. And you can sign up for one. So make sure you do it. Or we just saw this. 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 Hey, we started. We're starting this course in a little bit. The, the the road to freedom course. If you're struggling with stress or anxiety and and and, and you've withdrawn and you need community, go into this course. You can find community together. We can we can work through it. Now we've learned some stuff today, right? Breathe and bring your problems to God. Focus on the here and now and see how God is involved and see that God values you immensely. God is in control. Now take a step back. Gain some perspective. 
focus on who God wants you to be and what God wants you to do and ask for help. All right? Now, you need to apply these truths in your life. Uh, you can be listening here today. You can thinking, okay, all good stuff. But if you don't apply it, it nothing much is going to change. Take some time each morning. Go to God. Present Him with how you're feeling. Uh, present Him with your stresses. Present Him with your anxieties. Read your Bible. Realize who God is and who you are. Hand your worries to Him. Come to Him. Just a few verses down from what we've just read. In chapter 7 of Matthew, we read the following. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? And if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then... Though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Ask, seek, knock. Go to God with it. Tell him about it. Ask, seek, and knock. Bring your problems to Jesus and he will come alongside you. He might change the situation or he might change your perspective. Either way, we'll give peace, right? In the meantime, focus on the kingdom of God. Kingdom values. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for your love, for your care. Thank you that you know us better than we know ourselves. That you're intimately involved and that you care. You know what we need. We pray that you will take our worries, that you will take our stresses. And that you will give us rest. And that you will give us peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening and we hope that you have a wonderful week. See you next time.